On this episode, Dude and Brett take a look at three of the recent Bardstown Bourbon Company's collaboration series. Tune in to hear which ones we taste and what we think on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you like our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to check out our bourbon shirts and to buy a Bourbon Hunter Kenzie Dram. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I am Dude Poole, and I'm joined by Brett Bryan. And today we are doing Bardstown Bourbon Company, and uh, we've got three different, uh, I guess, expressions here. We've got, uh, I think they're all kind of collaboration series type things. Not exactly necessarily, but uh, I think the one of mine is not necessarily a collaboration, but it doesn't say one way or the other on this page, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. All three collaboration <laughs> series. I was hoping they were, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because it, the other ones say it on the page. It does, right, it top. doesn't specifically right. say. So we're going to do this. Uh, we've got the uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company Founders Brewing Collaboration Series. So um, uh, we're going to start with that one. Then we're going to go to the West Virginia Great Barrel Company uh, Collaboration Series. And then we're going to finish, which is actually a rye, uh, finished in West Virginia, toasted uh, cherry oak or something like that. I think it's cherry oak, yeah. And then we're going to finish with a straight bourbon whiskey finished in plantation rum barrels, the collaboration uh, series that is uh, straight bourbon whiskey finished in plantation rum barrels, like I just said. So uh, I, I thought maybe they were going to say where the barrels came from, but I guess it does not say that. So just says plantation. Yeah, I didn't know if that meant that was a company when I first read that. Like yeah, plantation I rum could be like a distillery. I just don't know about. Um, could be. That is a good question. I can ask the Google. I mean, that's a that's a uh, collaboration. If it's with a company called Plantation Rum, that would make more sense. Um, it, if that is the case, then that would uh, make a little more sense. So. All right. So uh, I think we do it in the order of the founders, then uh, the rye, then the rum. Because I think the rum is going to be pretty sweet. Plantation um, rum is a brand. All right. There is our answer. Yep. Asked and answered. Googled. Googled. We Googled the shit out of that. Now, if I remember this Kentucky breakfast, or I'm sorry. Yeah. The KBS. That's a beer at Founders. Kentucky breakfast stout. Because I don't think we said that. We just said it was the Founders collaboration. Um, or is it just the breakfast stout? It just says KBS Stout Barrels. Okay, so that, that's the Kentucky Breakfast Stout is, is what that, what that KBS is. KBS stands for? Yeah, and so that's a beer. So Founders has their breakfast stout beer, which uh, it's a really good stout, and then they have another iteration of it, which is the Kentucky version, which just means it has a higher proof in alcohol, which is, I thought... I'm glad you know that. I don't really drink beer. I've actually been to the uh, brewery a couple times. Is that in Michigan? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, you're a... Grand Rapids. Yeah, man. Grand Rapids is a cool town. I don't yeah. mind it. No, no. I'm sure it's fine. The only thing I guess I'm kind of confused about with this, so the Kentucky Breakfast Stout is usually aged in an old bourbon barrel. So is it like 
an old bourbon barrel that they aged the beer in. Then they go and, age and then they the dump that, and then they age the I bourbon mean, back into the barrel. If, I would imagine it has to be, yeah. Because I mean, if it's a KBS, uh, yeah, that's how I that goes. It has to be. So save a little bit of that for Tyler whenever yeah. he arrives here for our next episode. Actually, two episodes from now. All right, so let's talk about this first one. The founders. You already gave a little bit of an intro. But uh, this is basically, I'm not going to give the tasting notes uh, on this one. Um, actually, all I have is just the stats for this. But this is a Tennessee 10-year-old uh, bourbon. And uh, it's 84% corn, 8% rye, uh, 8% malted barley. And then it is, uh, let's see, finished for 15 months in the Founders KBS Stout Barrels. So a 10-year-old Tennessee bourbon finished for 15 months in Founders KBS Stout Barrels. 15 months is a long time. Yeah. That's Longer pretty, than I expected. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I would say. Well, I think it's 22 months for your uh, next, for the year. I think one. it is. I think so. I remember, so I've had this before. It's been a while, but yeah. I remember getting like walnut and chocolate are the two things I feel like I remember out of this. Sure, sure. I, I definitely remember the cocoa type of thing. Um, now, this is 110 proof. Now, the interesting thing is I don't get much of that on the nose. I do get, uh, I think, some of the the cocoa and maybe some orange. Yeah, I get the cocoa. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into this just because I don't even remember what this tastes like. I just remember, I think, Jason bringing it uh, for our 100th episode. And then I think um, him saying that uh, something about um, a lot of orange and chocolate, yeah. I think. I remember liking it. I do, too. Um, I do, too, to be fair. But uh, I, it's been a while, and that was a, after an evening of drinking. That was our 100th episode, and we drank that yeah. like near the end of the day. So I might have just been uh, loose by then. They're orange <laughs> zest all day on that. Did you take a drink? I did, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, the oranges. Yeah, very the, prominent. The orange is strong with this one. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, ooh, that's got quite a kick, but not an alcohol kick. It's like a flavor kick. Yeah. That uh, that uh, 15 months in the stout barrels, I think that's coming through pretty strong. Uh, but I, it's almost like a chocolate-covered orange. That's And that breakfast stout is a very like chocolatey ooh, kind that, of beer. The breakfast stout is very long-lingering in the finish. Like, I'm getting almost like a beer finish in my chest. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me try again yeah. here. That was nice. And I again, I'm not much of a beer guy. I do enjoy some beers, um, but I'm more of a piss beer guy. Like, I like a nice, yeah. cold, light beer after a hot day of, you know, like playing softball or outside doing something like, you know, uh, playing volleyball mm -hmm. outside or something, you know, where you build up a nice little sweat and you basically need something a little more than water. I like <laughs> snobby craft beers. I know you do. I do. I know you do. And it, I'll find some every so often that I enjoy, but but it, like if they're too hoppy, I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah. I don't like hoppiness. It's definitely an acquired taste, the hoppiness. Yeah. Did you get a little something more on the second drink? I got more chocolate on it the second time. Um, and almost like a chocolate like drink, not so much like eating cocoa. So it was kind of like creamy chocolate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess and maybe I'm thinking like a beer, like the, but like I'm the still, head on a beer. That's yeah. like a creamy right, yeah, I chocolatey. That. that makes sense. 
Um, to me, I'm thinking, and, and I could be way off because, again, I'm not a beer guy. Um, but what's the, uh, when you do a black and tan, what's the, what's the tan? Um, usually bass or harp, I think is what they use. And that's kind of like the, the creaminess type Man. of, uh, dude, you just took me back like 20 years to college when I used to, God, I'm that old. Um, I used to drink black and tans all the fucking time in college that I love that. And I forget how I found out about it, but someone's like, oh, you got to get a black and tan. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I saw them like pour the two beers on top of each other. And I was yeah. kind of like, am I but in high school? That's kind of what it reminds me of a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's, again, that's my lack of experience with beers. But to me, that's what it takes me back to. Oh, man. Now I want a black and tan. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, this is good, though. I, I could I could honestly drink this all night. Mm-hmm. This is like something that you could... I. I wasn't sure if this well, was you a, can't this bottle, but oh right, it's almost gone. Um, I almost re- thought of this more of, of a gimmicky type of thing, and uh, because it was at the end of the night, and yeah. you know we had had so many different things, and then this kind of finished it off, and almost came off like a dessert bourbon, and it still kind of does. Well, if you think about it, so it was aged ten years, right? Right, and then it's aged another fifteen months. So this is, you know, I mean, essentially an eleven-year-old bourbon, if you want to, oh, yeah, you know, I mean. It is, and that that fifteen months in the st- like it's definitely coming through. Oh yeah! If this is a ten year Tennessee bourbon, I assume <laughs> I assume it's some dickle. Yeah, I figure it's you know dickle, what I mean. Yeah. Like I, it may not be, but I I assume it is. And so for a dickle, and now granted, higher proof dickles generally sit well with me versus the lower proof dickles are a little too medicinal for me i just not i'm not a big fan of them some of the older dickles i like i don't like a higher proof older and higher proof usually makes a big difference for me um it definitely changes the the uh, taste profile and extremely in my opinion yeah um so this being 110 proof but also being aged in that style, like any any of that medicinal property that might have been there, this is rounding out the edges. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or smoothing out the edges, whatever you want, whatever the phrase is. And um, I mean, this might be Bardstown, Bardstown Wheelhouse doing these like finish type bourbons. Well, or, they're really good at the blending. Yeah. They're really good at these types of things. So, I mean, I remember this was a hard to find bottle. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we got it was because we got it from the actual distillery and the CEO gave it to Jason who gave it to us. So, I mean... If otherwise, we, I don't think I would have gotten it. I haven't because seen it anywhere. it released the next week. We were there on like a Wednesday, and he's like, oh, it's too bad it's not next Wednesday. We're releasing this next Wednesday. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait, you know what? I think I have a bottle of this out in my uh, office. So he goes and grabs it and then lets us drink it from there and then just gives it to us. Would that be fun to schmooze people like that to have his job and be I like... I tell you what, man. Jason, every time we go anywhere, it's like we're walking around with a yeah. freaking living legend. It's hilarious. And when we were on our Bardstown, our trip... People uh, were like, can I take a picture with you? And yeah, I'm like, what? It was what? so funny. So funny. I mean, like, it was cool. It's good for him. Like, yeah, that, absolutely. He's made it. Like, in that regard, he's made it. He, he may not be Fred Minnick level, yeah. but he's up there pretty damn high. No, I think that's he, awesome. He's pretty close to it, I would think. Um, and he's probably just not as recognizable. I mean, Fred Minnick's on, like, national television shows yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and he's doing, like, tastings with, like, Peyton Manning and shit right. like that. I mean, I'm sure Jason could probably pull some of that oh, off. Yeah. Maybe not as high-tier guys right away, but I bet he could pull that off if that's what he was absolutely. wanting to do. Absolutely. But I think he enjoys just hanging out in that bourbon community. I mean, you I think he mean? enjoys hanging out with us when well, we come over. Yeah, and- <laughs> who, who doesn't enjoy hanging out with us? Let's I mean, be we're probably the highlight of his career, oh, so. I mean, you know, I mean, at least a blip on the radar anyway. I hope he hears that. <laughs> he's, going, he's going to, and he's going to talk about it when we do our 150th next week. 
So uh, I hope he gets that New Yorker accent where he gets all worked up. He will. He the will. fuck. <laughs> um, so what do you what do you rate this? Like out of five, if you had to rate it all together, a four. Yeah, that's high. I, I think so too. Yeah. I think it's pretty solid. And for me, that's surprising just because when I heard what Founders was, when I saw Founders, I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. And then you guys started talking about the KBS and all that, and I was like, oh, okay. But then it kind of didn't sound like anything I wanted. But now that I've had it, it and you know what this has actually done for me? This has made me appreciate that uh, Wood, uh, Woodford Reserve five malt stouted whiskey uh-huh. a lot more. I love that five malt whiskey. I didn't when I first had it. Um, and Jason even kind of talked me into thinking it tasted like Play-Doh. Crowns? Oh, Play-Doh. Play-Doh. oh, yeah, that's what it was. Or crayons, Play-Doh, kind of yeah, the same whatever. thing, like a waxy type yeah. of. But then after it sat and op- sat open for a minute, it actually opened up and felt like I like that bottle. Better. I yeah, do. I'm going to have to dig into that again soon. But that, yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot more now that I've let it open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they so. are similar. I agree. Well, I mean, they're stout. There's yeah. a stout portion to it somehow. I'm sure that does something that stouty. <laughs> oh, so scientific. <laughs> yes, technical terms. Technical terms. I'm all about them. Um, all right. So uh, I would say probably a four for me as well. This is this is good. Um and to be fair, I haven't had a lot from Bardstown Bourbon Company that I haven't enjoyed. I don't I know that I've had anything that I've disliked, to be fair. Um, I, I mainly hang around their Discovery Series and their Collaboration Series. I haven't done much on their Fusion stuff. And I haven't had their Origin stuff yet, which just yeah, came out. I'm almost thinking about taking a trip down there if they sell it day-to-day in the distillery. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at with that. Um, I don't think I've had their rye before. I don't know that they've had a rye before. Is their first rye? I don't know. I'm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know. I've never had it much to know their history. I know that most of the stuff they had done up until their origin series was not their own distillate. You know, they yeah. were taking and blending and doing stuff like that. Um, so, so that's a big, you know, thing that I think is is with the origin series is now that new change. It's that handoff to you know. Mm-hmm. to the new their distillate type of stuff and i think it's like all oh, like four and five years or something like that um the and i'm speaking without knowing anything about this i just i'm reading the side i don't know if you want to like introduce that next before i get like too deep into this i, I will yeah yeah um so that yeah so the next one uh that we're going to do is the west virginia grape barrel company and basically it's a blended rye whiskey finished in infrared toasted cherry oak barrels so um and it says it's their first Cooperage collaboration, uh, and it celebrates the forward-thinking West Virginia Grape Barrel Company. Our synergy in modern production led to a custom blend aged in cherry wood barrels toasted with infrared technology. This truly unique flavor exemplifies the potential of two brands at the forefront of innovation. I'm not going to tell the tasting notes, but the origin of the bourbon, uh, or rye, I should say, uh, is Indiana. It says 95% uh, rye, 5% malted barley, which makes me think... MGP. MGP. So this says six-year-old Indiana. Does yours yeah, say that? six years. And then okay. I don't know if you said that. A, Sorry. A, no, I don't know if I did or not. And then the, the other part of it is a 100% corn mash bill at 12 years out of Ontario. Okay. That says more than this. This just says 12-year-old Canadian whiskey. Well, that, I mean, Canadian. Well, on, Ontario, Ontario, though. But, I mean, it's a little more specific than just Canada. Ontario is Canada. 
<laughs> Providence versus the whole country. Right, right. A little more specific. Um, but but my that French makes is me going wonder, well. Does it by say the way. what the percentage is? It doesn't oh, say shit about percentage. What are you using, Bab? Or are you using um, Duolingo right you're now? You're trying Duolingo. Yeah, because I'm going to go to Quebec City. Yeah, yeah. But how do you like Duolingo? I like it. Yeah, yeah. I have That's a, what I use for a minute, and it's free, right? Yeah, there's advertisements, but I have a pop up blocker, so it doesn't. Oh yeah, it pops. It stops them all. Now you can pay for it to get rid of the advertisements, right? If if you didn't have the pop up, I think blocker. so. Yeah. Okay. So. Salut. Ça va? Salut. Ça va? Ah, bien. <laughs> Et tu? Ça va. <laughs> See, I'm getting there, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if, if you don't know the person, how do you... Uh, Bonjour. Well, comment allez-vous? Oh, I don't know if I know that yet. How are you doing? Yeah. And then you would be like, ça va? And then for someone you know, comment va-tu? Comment va-tu? Yeah. yeah, I'll get there. I'll make an appointment with your mom. That wasn't like a mom joke. She was a French teacher for anyone listening. If, have you ever seen the movie where it's the French teacher where they go overseas and then it ends up like being a spy movie, but the French yes. teacher, yeah. She's like a badass, yeah. right? Well, yeah. she ends up being a badass. Yeah. She wasn't, you know. God, that's been a long time since I've seen that. I don't remember what that. that was called. That's what's bugging me. I feel like, uh, God, there's that 80s, one very famous like 80s male actor that I can't think of. Um, Corey Feldman is he in no, it? No, no, I don't think so. No, what I don't know what I'm thinking of. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff at that he time, is. so you're not wrong thinking it could be him. You have a pretty high percentage chance. I feel like of I remember correct. her wearing like a red dress or something. Um, you might be mixing up, uh, you might be mixing up, uh, that and the Gene Wilder movie. Whereas, uh, so this is, um, if looks could kill. And it's a 1991 comedy spy adventure. It follows the exploits of 18-year-old slacker Michael Corbin, who is Richard Grieco, which, you know, not super uh, famous. But there are other people in it that were famous. Um, I'm trying to remember who all was in it. Uh, but basically, the, uh, the, I, the premise is I think that he's basically uh, mixed up for someone else. He's mistaken for, like, an agent, and then people are trying to kill him throughout the movie. And then Linda Hunt, who is, I think, also uh, connected to The Incredibles. Um, okay. She's an older woman that you would know. I think she was also in... Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. The Spy yes. Austin Powers she's movies. Old, yeah. um, but I think she's, she's you know pretty popular. She's short and has that nerdy kind of look. She's in Kindergarten Cop. Um, oh, God, she is in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the girl, the main girl, Gabrielle Anwar... I, who I used to have the biggest fucking crush on. And uh, she was in uh, Burn Notice, which I was like, yes, she was in Burn Notice. But she was also in Scent of a Woman. Um, she was in Three Musketeers, which wasn't what did it for me so much. The one that did it for me, if I remember correctly, was the Michael J. Fox movie where he's trying to become a um, – he's a bellhop – not a bellhop. He's a concierge. And he's trying to save up enough money to open up his own hotel. It's like for love or money or something like that. And I love that movie. I, it was just kind of one of those, yeah, that's what it is, for love or money. Um, so it's a Michael J. Fox movie, and uh, it was based out in, uh, what year was that? 1993. And that was kind of at the height of his success, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's got uh, Anthony Higgins, who I think looks a lot like, who plays um, Wolverine? Um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he looks a lot like Hugh Jackman. Um, so Michael or Anthony Higgins, uh, looks a lot like Hugh Jackman in my opinion. Oh my, especially there. Yeah. And, and in the movie he does too. But like, so that was one of the, the people in it. There's so many people in that movie, like very, very, very famous people. Um, Udo Kier, um, 
is in it, and he's a very famous guy that was in a lot of things. But uh, he was Mount. He well, he's in uh, the Hunters series. If you ever watch that on Prime, uh, where they're basically hunting Nazis that are uh, oh. hiding away in the United States in different places. Um, that's one of them. I think he's also in. Um, I, he might be in one of the Superman movies. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but anyway, we have really, really uh, segued here. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> all right. So we've got uh, pour out some money or pour out some money. Pour out some. Uh, <laughs> pour out some well, money. I mean, it technically is pouring out some money. Pour out some bourbon here and uh, let's see what. You uh, mean some rye? Well, I guess in this case, it's just whiskey, right? So, yeah. You want um, a little more than that? I just tried to what, do it quick. No, that's good. Because it, it's it when say bottles what the are percentages, full. Um, of, no. of the Ontario whiskey versus the rye. It says nothing in here or so, on the side of this. It's still considered a rye on the uh, right. Blended rye whiskey. Right. So it, and so for part of it to be uh, corn, one hundred percent, it must be a small percentage of that, or at least less than fifty percent, anyway. Huh. Because the other one's ninety-five-five. All right. Let's go ahead oh. and. Knows this. This definitely has a rye yeah. nose to me. You get dill? I get some dill, yeah, which means I'm probably not going to like this. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully the nose is different than the flavor. Oh, not, what is that? And what's funny is I love dill pickles, and I just don't like it in my freaking uh, in my bourbon, man, or my whiskey. Have man. you ever seen the movie Suspiria? It's a mm. horror movie from 1977. Uh, it's from... Um, Asia, not Asia D'Argento, Dario, uh, her her dad, Dario D'Argento. Yeah. Um, it's a horror movie. It's an Italian horror movie back in the day. It's 1977. That guy that I was just talking about is in that movie. And uh, you know him. I mean, everyone knows this guy. Oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin? No, that's not Alec Baldwin. What? <laughs> that is Udo Kier. Oh, that looked like Alec Baldwin back no. here. Look. I don't know why. Okay. The angle on that looked just like Alec Baldwin. I don't know why. Does it have him holding a gun up to some? <laughs> Sorry, bad. That's poor taste. Anyway, I mean, if the shoe fits, <laughs> if, if if the holster fits, right? If the bullet loads. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, knows that dill. Dill. Definitely dill on the nose. And the more I smell it, the more dill I get. Yeah, you get a little bit of mint, maybe. It's like dill on a cracker, like a you know what I mean, like a dill <sighs> chip, as opposed to a pickle. I hope that this changes on the taste. Let's go ahead and dive into it. That's good viscosity. Oh, yeah. The mouth feels yeah. outstanding. And Agreed. I will say I, I made a point not to breathe in as I was drinking it because I didn't want that to throw off. I still get a little dill on the finish. It's a not rye. Much, it's, it's a rye spice. Yeah. It's rye spice on the finish. Let's let's be fair. It's not truly dill, but right now, like everything rye, overly rye, comes off as dill to me. Yeah. Um. I am getting the oak. I like the mouthfeel on this. There's I do. A, there's a nice toasted kind of element to this. Yeah. That I'm getting on the finish. Uh, it's like in the. It's not really the finish. It's like back of the tongue. Um, hmm. This hit me in the back and the sides of the tongue. Definitely this, like this tongue coating. Yeah. yeah, tongue coating. A little cherry something. Yeah, at the very beginning, but it disappears quickly. Do you get like a a tea? Maybe it's the mint. No, now that you say it, I can, I can imagine a There's tea. Something like herbal or yeah. something to me. Um, but all right, this is. It's almost. I hate to say this. It's almost like a refreshing. 
like you know when you have water that has like uh, stuff like in cucumber it? and yeah, stuff like that. It kind of comes infused. off as like a yeah, like an infused drink to me, where it's like a crisp, you know, refreshing kind of taste to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised, and I think that's where the mintiness is maybe giving me that that refreshing kind of uh, feeling. But it's not bad. Yeah, I like I like the tongue coating and the tongue. Oh, the tongue feel. feels great. This I just is, wish it had more flavor. Well, I think it's got a lot of flavor, but none of the flavors, except for the rye spice, linger for very long. And maybe that's why it's it just. To me, the flavors are there. They're hitting, 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 but they're gone, gone, gone. And mm-hmm. then the rye spice is what you're left with. So, like, I get some cherry, I get some oak. That's a I good way. Some, I agree. That's a good way to put that. I get some mint. I get some, I don't know if I want to call it tea or, like, infused cucumber water or something. I get something like that. And then it all disappears quickly, but then you're left with that rye spice, which isn't bad, actually. The mint, 100%. After you said that? Yeah. It's, it's, this is actually growing on me. This is not bad at all. And, I, and the more I drink it, the more I start to get some oak before the finish and after the back of the tongue. It'll be interesting to see if this opens up any. Because yeah. it's a brand new, yeah, you know, we just, just opened we just it. it. Yeah, so that, that is a good point, too. And this isn't bad. I'm not too upset with this, actually. So Yeah, I think it's a good buy. Yeah. Hmm. And you mean good B-U-Y, not good B-Y-E. Mm-hmm. All That's right. a, a good point to make. <laughs> now, so, see, that, that was a big drink, and a lot of dill came through. Yeah. But when I took smaller drinks, it didn't. But like I said, I took that bigger one. Yeah, I think that one's one of those ones that I think is going to give you a little bit something different every time you yeah. uh, dive into it, I, I think. And I'm and after having these first two, I'm actually kind of glad. One? Yeah, it was pretty tight. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty, gl- <laughs> pretty glad that we're saving this rum-finished bourbon, which I don't think I've had a rum-finished bourbon before. I think I've only um, had rum-finished ryes. Wasn't the chicken cock finished in rum? That was a rye. Oh, was that a rye? Yeah. Okay. That was a rye. I know Angel's yes, Envy is a rye. Angel's Envy is a rye. Um, For some reason, I don't think chicken cock. Because we did, didn't we do like three of them or the, two of them? The Boss Hog, we did. Yeah, that's a whiskey. That was a, they were all rye. Oh, they're all rye? Okay. All the ones we did were rye finished in rums. So... Um, yes, though, to answer your question. I need a little palate cleanser here real quick. Yeah, I do too, actually. Uh, I didn't bring water down. I'm a dumbass. Celsius it is. (laughs) Here's Tyler's old water. Would you rather have that? Yeah, I mean, I might have to. I'll just have him bring something down when he comes in. Yeah. Are you doing anything other than getting pounded by four inches tonight? Um, no. Okay. So, yeah, we're uh, expecting some snow this evening. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. Uh, so, let's introduce this last one. Collaborative series number trois. Numero trois. Numero trois. pour myself a little more. Yeah, because I really this like one it. You can, yeah, this one you can yeah. get. get uh, little, I figured I'd give you a little heavier a little more on this gracious. one. So... This is a... Oh, that was a good pour for you. Oh, thank you. That's about <laughs> same as, almost the same as yours. Is it? All right, so this one says, savor the latest addition to this innovative series with our Plantation Rum release. Ten-year-old Tennessee bourbon again. Finished for 22 months, although uh, the the plan, uh, the founders was 10 years, right? Yes. Um, ten-year-old Tennessee bourbon finished for 22 months in Plantation Rum barrels. Uh, we did not give the uh, proof of the last one, the... the uh, the rye. It is 110 proof. So both of the the first two were 110. What is this one? 
It is 104 proof. Okay. So the first two were 110. This one's 104. Um, this one is 100% Tennessee bourbon, 10 years old, 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley, finished for 22 months in plantation rum barrels, which we have now determined is an actual, an actual company. rum company. Yep. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, nose, nose the it. shit out of this thing. I'm excited about this one. This is the one that I was most excited about tonight. Mainly because I hadn't had it, and for two, it's a bourbon finished in mm -hmm. rum, which I've never had. Before. It's not very often I get to contribute and bring something, so it was fun oh, for yeah. me. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. The that nose doesn't jump out a ton at me. Oh, it does to me. Does it? I'm I like I'm picking up the sugar cane. I feel like in my nose. I need maybe I may have burnt my nose out. I'm the schnoz? I know it's. Not, I know it's not too high proof, but I think I put my nose in too far. Is what I mean. You know what it is. It. I almost get. <laughs> I hate to say this. Totally surprising to me, but I almost get like a Play-Doh, um, crayon. Really? Type of smell, but I. But I get some rum, like lingering, um, not rum, but like sugarcane type of uh, smell to it. Yeah. Holy cow. You know what I think it is? I think it's actually the medicinal Tennessee whiskey that I'm getting out of it, the Tennessee bourbon. We didn't rate the last one either before you drink this. Oh, yeah. Let's rate it before we drink I'm this. I'm going to say I go at 3.5. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say 3.7 just because I enjoyed it. And that and whenever I find a rum or, sorry, a rye that, yeah. I, that I enjoy, it surprises me a little, and I feel like I need to give it a little more... Uh, I I enjoyed it. I don't want to discredit it. Maybe I go three six then, but yeah, you, you know don't have what I mean. To let me sway you. I'm just saying yeah. that for me, whenever I find a rye that's better than I expect, I I always want to give it some props. You know yeah. what I mean? Agreed. Because generally speaking, to me, ryes I could I could usually take or leave. Oh man, what was the? I just don't get any of the like oak or leather that I would think I would get from a ten year. Yeah, and it's, what did you say, 104 proof. Mm. Damn, I'll tell you what. Isn't that good? The taste of that is so much better than the nose. There's like some butterscotch and in I there. And I wonder if the sugary rum is is uh, muting the nose a little Maybe. bit. Maybe. And that's like a clean finish. Like Oh, it's just so good. There's, there's not an ounce. I know it's lower proof, but there's not an ounce of burn anywhere. Well, here's what I normally get when I taste a... Bourbon, well, not bourbon because I've never done that before till now. But like a whiskey finished in rum, mm -hmm. I generally get like a almost like a candy tongue coated feeling. Yeah, you know how like when you've been on the road and you like are eating candy in the car. Yeah, and you haven't brushed your teeth and all yeah, that. And yeah, you get that like you get that candy tongue. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that's what I get when I finish a uh, not a bourbon when I get a uh, a finished rum whiskey. That's a lot of times the feeling I get after the fact. And I'm not getting that here at all. So that's kind of neat that I'm not, you know, having that yeah. type of uh, sensation. Uh, like you said, it's a clean type of finish. Um, the nose does not match. No. The the carpet does not match the drapes. <laughs> but. They're hardwood floors. Well, the finish is definitely hardwood floors. Very clean. Very, uh. It doesn't linger. Very smooth. I will say this. I don't know that, like, for example, like Jason, I don't know that he would enjoy this because it doesn't have a huge finish. Right. It, I, but I also don't say that it just drops off either. 
Mm-mm. It's almost just like a constant all the way through. I personally like it. Yeah, I think it's really good. This is probably my favorite one so far. The, the Founders is really close to this, though. I agree. They're they're kind of neck and neck for me. Yeah. Um, there's something about that chocolatey, um, that chocolatey orangey kind of yeah. taste. Um, this is pure just bourbon with a rum finish. Like there's really no like burst of flavor like you get out of the founders, but it's but the flavor you do get is what I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's straight up bourbon, a nice you know uh, uh, sweet finish, and that's kind of what you expect I think from a rum finish, right? I would think yeah, nice sweet like because that's rum, right? I think of rum as being like sugary candy, you know, smooth. Yeah, or you're not no, supposed I to do- use that word. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> You said smooth. I, I mean, honestly, this is this the all three of these were really good. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised that I liked the the uh, rye one as much as I did. Oh, some more chocolate came through on that drink. I'm gonna have to go back to it in a second, but that's weird. Like a like a chocolatey butterscotch, like some kind of like an ice cream. Well, it's not weird. It's that's all yeah. sugary type of. Yeah. If you think like of a, like a butterscotch ice cream. With like some chocolate in it. Yeah. That's kind of what I just got. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Or toffee is probably a better word than butterscotch. Yeah, maybe. So just an update. I think I talked about my house, right? A couple episodes ago. I think so. The water burst and on Christmas Eve. Done busted. Done busted. And so the good news is the plumbing company that I had come in, you know, they signed off, said it, it was... Probably a frozen negligence. Line. Oh, yeah, negligence. No. <laughs> uh, probably a frozen line that burst. Um, I've been dealing with my personal insurance company. They've been, you know, pretty responsive for the most part. Ha- they had an inspector come out after I got a quote from my um, contractor. The quote from my contractor was pretty high. I was really surprised at how high it was. It was as high as Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, good one. I like uh, that. That's all I can think of. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, so then, but here I live in a condo, and the condo has an HOA insurance, basically. And so it has, it's the primary insurance on this place, but it has a $5,000 deductible. So you're basically, I wouldn't say required, but, you know, um, I guess uh, it it would it would be good in your in your best interest to get personal insurance. Well, yeah, I would to cover that assume. gap of the five thousand dollar deductible, and plus also to have personal you know property insurance because mm-hmm. the HOA doesn't cover personal like property; internal, it just covers the, yeah, the covers the bones basically, the structure and and stuff like that. So, up to five thousand dollars is what my insurance company is covering uh, outside of personal claims. Um, so like any damage to like uh, shelves or you know rugs or whatever, and so <clears throat> they sent me that check. That's all good to go. I, now I'm just waiting on the HOA insurance to either agree or disagree with the inspector slash contractor quote. But the problem is I don't know what the inspector from my personal insurance has passed on. Like I get no report on what he agrees or disagrees with on Which, the quote. From like my you should be in the loop. I'm sure if I ask for that, I could probably get it. Yeah. And then I could start to dispute and say, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? You know, this, that, and the other. Same thing happened with my car when Trina got sideswiped on a country road. Um, 
that's not a sexual thing. That was just a car accident. <laughs> and uh, it was like a month after we had paid off her tra- our traverse. Aww. She got sideswiped and it totaled the car. Like it spun it around. The, it bent all the axles. All of the oh god. All of the um, uh, things came out. The airbags. Air, those words. Um, airbags, oh yeah, when airbags come out, your car is freaking like. For the most part, it's, yeah. You can pretty much total like if yeah. all of them come out, especially yeah. Um, but those are all, so expensive. So all the airbags came out. The car spun around. The axle bent because it ended up spinning into a, a bank and like an embankment. Yeah. And like it bent the tire underneath the car. Looked like uh, the DeLorean when it was about yeah. to fly away. Yeah. Back to the Future Three. Yeah, I know John. Two as well. Does it do it in two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they, you're right. You're right. Um, but that was you know a month after we had paid the car off. I had just received the title like two weeks earlier. And uh, so they tried to do a comp, and this was a tricked out traverse. If there was such a thing, you know, it had the it had the step up. Um, what are those things called on the sides uh, to get into the car? The step like the up. side step, like I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, whatever like, those are called. Uh, yeah, had those. It had a DVD player. Board, had whatever. Had a sunroof. It had like all this stuff. It had three rows of seating, and then they go and you know this is like it's like a fifty thousand dollar car basically, and they go and compare it. You know how they do comps? Oh my god! They yes. compared it to a Honda CRV. Uh, or, or no, what's the what's the SUV version of, of that, that? Then that's a CRV. Is you're thinking a C- of CRX okay. from the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, you're okay, thinking yeah, of. yeah, CRV. So they compared yeah. it to a Honda CRV. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Right. I was like, no, no, no. It's not a. It's not a twenty-seven thousand dollar. That's car. like a compact SUV. Right. And it doesn't even have like that. Doesn't even seat seven people. Right. And the, it's like a budget like comp. Five. Yeah. Um, and not to knock the Honda, because yeah. Honda makes some nice cars, but like that's not a comp. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to deal with that. And then, luckily, I had a, an insurance friend who was giving me advice and saying, "Don't just take what they offer, dispute it, because most likely they're going to come at you with some of the low comps." Mm-hmm. And so, I had to go back and argue. And as soon as I started using like terminology that my insurance friend gave me. They immediately were like, okay, this guy may know what he's talking about. We're just going to, you know. So they ended up giving us the correct quote, which the Kelly Blue Book at that point of a paid off traverse was still like 24000 or something. So they gave us 24000 Good. And um, so you bought then another traverse. So then we put that down on a on a new traverse. Okay, that's why I was confused. I was like, but you have a traverse now. Yeah, so we took that. She loved her traverse. Um now we had some initial problems with it. It came with a sticky brake pad, a uh, brake pedal. Yeah. And so, like, while we were driving, if you were like going up a hill, then down a hill, or whatever, and you hit the brakes and then hit the gas, it had this thing because the brake was sticking. So when you went from brake to gas, it thought you were two two foot driving. And so it would go into this weird mode, and it would start shaking and then shut down, oh and you'd have to pull off to the side of the road. So we tried to go to my the dad, outer- two-foot drives. Oh, my dad does, too, and I can't fucking stand it. It must like- be like an older generation it, yeah, I thing. I think it's just a dumb thing. <laughs> um, so no offense to your dad. No, it's but my dad doesn't. Does so, yeah, my so dad, it's, it's weird to me. No, I, but he's, he does. Uh, he doesn't drive anymore, though. I'm like, how do you drive a standard? Like, my dad's not allowed to drive anymore. Well, I oh, think really? that's wise. I think they grew up growing sti- or driving sticks. sticks. Yeah. And so I think they need to have that left foot doing Man, something. Man, I did for the longest time. My first three vehicles were manuals. Mine were, too. Like, I had, so. a, I had a Toyota Corolla. We called it the brown turd <laughs> because that thing was just like a little. Turd it was, brown? It was before the Corollas became a nice car. Yeah. It was just this little cheapo, cheapo yeah. thing. And then we had a Plymouth Horizon. It was also a. Uh, yeah. That's what I learned to drive stick on. Um so I guess I only had two of them, but um, anyway. So we uh, 
we got the new car and that was a huge down payment. It basically cut the price of the car in half. And then, you know, so that cut our payments yeah. down, which was nice. So I went high level. They had, they had a new level at that time called premier. So it's like, it was above like uh, LTZ mm-hmm. or whatever they had premier. And so we did a, a premiere, which was the black bow tie, you know, on the Chevys. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've got the black bow tie. Nice. But no, that was a nice, it was a nice uh, car. We've got that. Um, and that's held up pretty well so far. It's paid off now. And then, um, yeah, that was, so that was like six years ago, something like that. Yeah. Damn. That was crazy. And it was weird. It was like a month after we paid it off. I was so mad. Oh, I'd be pissed off too. I know, because we were going to run it into the ground. Yeah. I mean, that's my plan for every car is to right. pay it off and live on it for five years, you know, without, you know, put that money away. Yeah, that's just, cars are the worst investment you can ever make. So that's a smart thing to do. Someone making food or did that's you fart? Like pasta, right? Or something? Something. Like burnt? Is Trina cooking? Pasta? No, is she here? it's got to be Brylan. Oh. She's, she's working tonight. I thought she was. Yeah. Oh, that's French. T- uh, that's garlic toast. Okay. It's garlic bread, right? I, do, I think it'd be garlic it's bread. It's garlic, fucking garlic bread. Brylan, you fucking... Bring me some garlic bread, dickhead. Throwing off, <laughs> throwing off our fucking noses. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, that's now garlic, I really smell it. Now bread. I really that's smell it. Yeah. garlic bread. Or did I fart? That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bank smells like... He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's cooking down here and not inviting me up to eat some scraps? <laughs> look at his, he look is. At he's perked face. up, yeah. He's perked up. <laughs> what do you rate the... Uh, Plantation finished. Plantation rum finished. There he is. Very nice. He's got a little surprise for us. A little Midwinter's Night Dram. Yeah. All right. You're going to hear about that two weeks from now. <laughs> All right. Um, I would rate this. Uh, grab yourself a primer. I would rate this um, probably different but same as the founders. founders. Same. I'll I get another four. four. Same. Yeah. Same. I won't say it's any better. But I won't say but it's, it's any different. worse. Yeah, it's different, but the same. Yep, oh, it's good. Um, Tyler, you want to kill off this uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company founders as your primer? Sure. Uh, go get a glass. So we don't have any glasses out for you yet. All right. So uh, that is our quick little uh, collaboration series. We haven't hit all the collaboration series. We haven't been able to get them all. Yeah. But that's a, a little threefer, a little threesome. We it just was a had. fun little, fun little episode. So uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, we're going to jump into another episode. But join us next week for our 150th episode. Uh, we're going to have a lot of the people that have been on our show before come back. Um, we're going to do it from Middle West Spirits Service Bar, a uh, little restaurant. And uh, we're going to have some fun. So uh, join in next week. Listen to our 150th episode. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. What do you think? Yeah. I don't even know that I have anything to give away at the moment. but We'll, we'll give figure, away something, we'll Tyler. Something so it's fine. Out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Yeah, that's new. All right. Uh, it's not new. It was upstairs. Oh, it's so new for this area. Remember Tyler. the uh, end table that was over there? That's what, yeah. we, were, that's what we traded out for. Okay. So uh, join us next week for our 150th episode, and then join us the week after that for this uh, Midwinter's Night's Dram. Uh, is that this year's? There's no S on winters. It's a mid- Midwinter uh, yeah. Night's Dram. What, what's the actor scene or whatever it, it says? It's a uh, 10, act 10 scene. Act 10, scene 5. Coming up in two weeks. Join us then. Thanks a lot, guys.
Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.